0: You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: You can even replay an entire game and catch all the plays in just 45 with condensed games go to nfl.com gamepass game pass to start your free trial today nfl game pass where football never stops and speaking of football we have finally made it my friends today is the day it is opening night in the national football league i am so excited it is finally here we have live nfl football tonight the kansas city chiefs and the Houston Texans, and I, I'm just ready. And we're three days away from uh, the start of the Panthers season uh, against the Raiders, and uh, that's the the main focus of today's episode because it's Crossover Thursday. The Crossover episodes are back, myself and our boy Q talking about the Panthers and the Raiders matchup, but a couple of quick notes before we get into that first. Um, the Panthers actually just announced their captains for the 2020 season and their names that you would likely have expected to be the captains for this upcoming season obviously you have the two leaders on offense Teddy Bridgewater and Christian McCaffrey and then also Russell Okung the veteran of course on the O-line his first year in Carolina but of course the longtime offensive lineman he's the third offensive captain and then on defense, it is K1 Short, Shaq Thompson, and Tahir Whitehead. So those are your six defensive captains for this season. And of course, a couple of injury notes. The big, kind of, the big injury note right now is that left guard Dennis Daly continues to miss practice. And it is looking more and more likely that Michael Schofield is going to get the start at left guard. So you're looking at a pair of. Former Chargers now that both came over to the Panthers this offseason starting on the left side of the line in week one with, of course, Okung at left tackle and Schofield likely going to slot in at left guard. And, of course, as we know, there's uh, at least some familiarity there because, of course, Pat Myers now the offensive line coach who was previously in Los Angeles with the Chargers. And now he's helping these guys out as well. So just kind of interesting to kind of see that connection. But that's what's most likely uh, going to be the result on Sunday: is that Dennis Daly is going to be out, and Michael Schofield will be in at left guard. So it's going to be Okung, uh, Schofield, Paradis, John Miller, and of course Taylor Moten will be the starting offensive line. Those are kind of the the main things so far. We'll see what Friday comes, and you know how Friday's Friday's practice goes. Um, But other than that, we've just got some football to talk about, and we'll get into that in a minute with our boy Q. But before we get into that, of course, I want to give a shout-out to a couple great sponsors here of the podcast. First, our friends at NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from each game every week. And it's all about the action, all of the football you can handle All in one place. And NFL Game Pass, of course, is the only place that you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best, like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive, so you could see episodes like America's Game and all those shows that they have—you know, NFL Top 100, Hard Knocks, all that great stuff. So go to NFL.com/slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. And a shout out to our friends over at rockauto.com, the family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, the specifications, and the prices that you prefer. And best of all, their prices are always reliably low and always the same for both professionals and do it yourselfers So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck at an incredibly low price. And remember to write the words locked on in their how did you hear about us?" section so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So thank you to those guys for continuing to sponsor the podcast. And thank you guys, of course, as always, for listening and i hope you guys are excited for the crossover because again it is myself and our boy q as we take on the panthers and the
0: raiders and so with that here's my talk with our boy q Bill, we made it, man. We made it to the first week of the 2020 season uh, for Carolina. There's a lot of brand new. Uh, how difficult do you feel this season, especially early on? Is it going to be for the new regime there in Carolina to kind of get adapted to the NFL game?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, first off, great to be talking to you. Great to finally be talking about an actual game. I can't believe we we finally <laughs> made it here. It was a, a long time coming. But, yeah, man, this is going to be a, a tough early stretch for the Panthers. I mean, they, uh, this is obviously a very young team. We know that. And especially at the secondary position. And I think that's one of the, the, the biggest, biggest question marks with this team right now is the, uh, the defensive back, particularly the cornerback position, just because of how young and, uh, inexperienced they are right now, uh, at that position and you look at the first couple of games now that the Panthers are going to have this year. I mean, obviously, it starts with the Raiders and all the young talent they have now with, you know, Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards and Hunter Renfro. Then they get Tampa Bay, which we all know what Tampa Bay looks like by now. Right. And then they have the Chargers or Keenan Allen. And then they have uh, the Cardinals and DeAndre Hopkins, who, of course, just got paid. And uh, Larry Fitzgerald and all the folks they have there and, you know, trying to defend Kyler Murray and then uh, Atlanta in week five. So, I mean, this is a gauntlet, uh, in terms of just a lot of good receivers and good offenses, at least on paper, uh, that the Panthers are going to have to go up against in the first five seasons. And with a, uh, a, basically a brand new defense. I mean, there's just been so much turnover as we know with this Panthers team. Like it's, 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 it's going to be rough. It's going to be extremely rough. It's, uh, you know, it's going, there's going to be a lot of, Rocky bumps in the road. But I think the important thing right now with this team is just to, you know, kind of see the development in this team from, you know, start to finish uh, this season. It's not necessarily because we know this team isn't going to be winning a lot of games. Most, you know, some people have this team pegged for a top five, maybe even the number one overall pick. So we really just want to see this team just kind of get out there, just kind of get their feet wet and just kind of see these young guys kind of gel together. And, you know, again, there's obviously going to be bumps in the road uh, as there always are with young teams. It's just a matter of, you know, just making those first couple of strides Right. that That's the important thing, I, I think, right now uh, for this team.
0: And I know there were questions when Matt Rule took the job. You know, he surrounded himself with a bunch of familiarity. Uh, basically, a lot of the staff he had at Baylor uh, obviously reached out to Joe Brady from uh, LSU, who was with the Saints, and uh, brought him in as well. So there's a lot of guys that are still trying to get acclimated to, uh, like I said before, the NFL game and and just, uh, you know, d- doing everything. And the offseason obviously has been uh, really really crazy but now that you know you guys have had plenty of time to kind of get to know coach rule kind of share his vision and understand what he's trying to do is the confidence level level in him as far as the fan base goes and and people covering the team is it a, is it a lot higher than it was early on
1: yeah i would say so i mean you know you obviously know the guy very well because you covered him in baylor so right. you know he's a just a, a great person. You know, I, and I think I said, when we first talked You know, I got the chance to talk to him at the, uh, at the senior bowl and he's just a really down to earth guy. So really excited. As I've said before, I, I think the the future is pretty bright in Carolina. You know, obviously it's not going to be immediate. This team is going to take some time to kind of gel together and really Really take some time before they actually become a true contender, especially in this division, you know, with the Saints still uh, with that short window that they have. The Buccaneers have a, a two year window with Tom Brady and even the Falcons, you know, kind of have a little bit of a window themselves, but still a, a pretty talented team as long as they can stay healthy. So, you know, it's it's going to take some time. You know, the light at the end of the tunnel is uh, is pretty small for sure. Um, but it's definitely there, and it's gonna it's gonna get bigger. I, I mean, I, I just say that the light is small just because it's just kind of so far away right now. Right. I've said you know it's probably going to be a couple of years, but uh, eventually they'll get they'll get there. And obviously the Panthers, you know, that's the whole reason they gave Matt Rule the seven year deal. It's right. because they wanted to give him that time to develop this team and and turn them into a contender. They knew that they had to be patient. They knew that this is basically a new era in Carolina, you know, moving on from the Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera era. And obviously, you know, new ownership and David Tepper, who's still kind of putting his, his stamp uh, on this team. You know, he's obviously done a lot so far already to kind of move the team forward past the Jerry Richardson era. This is just kind of another step in that direction, kind of giving the keys to Matt rule. And it's going to be interesting once we get to after this season, you know, what the status of Marty Herney is going to be, the general manager, because this is the final year uh, of his contract. So, you know, is he going to stick around for next year's draft? Because he actually is still under contract through next year's draft, actually until June of next year. But does Marty Herney become kind of a a lame duck at this point? Is he... You know, is he a dead man walking? You know, what's the what? what's going to be the end result with Marty Herney? I think that's the important thing. You know, who eventually is going to get control of this team? Will they keep Marty Herney around or will they give almost all control to Matt? Really? Obviously, got to be careful about how much control you give a head coach, especially one coming from college, because we've seen kind of the good with coaches like that. But we've also seen the not so good, namely one Chip Kelly. So right. not saying Matt rules Chip Kelly, but. Just saying there is precedence there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. And, you know, speaking of, you know, the general manager and obviously Matt Rule, uh, they went into the draft and, and drafted seven players all on defense, led by first round pick Derek Brown out of Auburn. Thought that was a really good pick. Not the Actually, I thought the Panthers had a really good draft. But how much is, you know, uh, Herney, Marty Herney's uh, kind of his um, his contract status or his future with the team? How much do you think of that depends on what these uh, these draft picks do this year that uh, that they had in uh, twenty twenty?
1: other oh, there's no doubt it's uh this draft class is probably going to be pretty telling as far as you know the future of of marty herney you know and the interesting thing is they've already um they've already dropped him down or they've already not necessarily gotten rid of but um you know dropped a fifth round pick onto the the practice squad right, right. one of the when they made those three waiver claims over the weekend, one of the cuts was actually uh, Kenny Robinson, who I had and I think a lot of the other people were quite a fan of because this kid was a ball hawk at West Virginia and in the XFL. So he showed the ability to have some uh, really good safety skills. Obviously, the issue with him was, you know, those those off field issues that got him kicked out of West Virginia. But at least they were able to keep him on the practice squad. So who knows? We might see him on the active roster a couple of times. But the rest of these kids, you know, especially obviously at the top of the draft. I mean, it all starts with Derek Brown. I mean, he was Carolina's guy basically from the get go. I mean, the way they were talking, especially Matt Rule after the draft, it seemed like it was Derek Brown all the way, you know, and, and I, for one, kind of pounded the tape a little bit for Isaiah Simmons but they more or less got the lighter version of Isaiah Simmons in the second round in Jeremy Chin and even a lighter version than that, if you will, in, uh, Sam Franklin, who was one of their undrafted rookies that made this roster. In fact, Josh Klein and I talked about him, um, on, on Wednesday's show. And he's, you know, kind of that similar mode. He can be kind of that hybrid guy, um, so you know that could be one of the diamonds in the rough that Marty Herney finds this year because this is a kid that um, initially started at linebacker and was actually listed at linebacker when the initial 53 came out on Saturday. But just the other day, when the team dropped their unofficial depth chart, he was actually listed as a as the second team strong safety behind Justin Burrow, So it just kind of shows the the versatility that he has as well. So. Finding some diamonds in the rough, but again, it definitely comes down to, at least for this draft, it starts with Derek Brown, and then uh, your two second-round picks in Yuto Gross and Jeremy Chin, and all three of them are basically looking like they're starters at this point. Brown and Gross Matos are both on the first-team D-line, and again, you know, we stress the word unofficial, but it kind of gives you a sense of where some of these players might stand. They're both on the first-team D-line, and then Jeremy Chin was listed as a co-starter at one of the outside linebacker positions with J- uh, Jermaine Carter opposite Shaq Thompson. He was also listed as the backup free safety to Trey Boston. So it really comes down to those guys. And then Troy pride is going to be a starter as well. Cause Eli apples on injured reserve now for the first three weeks of the season. So Troy Pride's going to get thrown right to the wolves week one here. So, uh, this is going to be an interesting draft. Now, not only just the draft, too, but now all the talk of how Taylor Moten hasn't been uh, talking contract. They haven't talked contract extension yet with guys like Taylor Moten and Curtis Samuel. If they let Curtis or if they let uh, Taylor Moten walk after this season, that's a huge mistake for a team that's trying to rebuild and needing to keep uh, some of their core players, which Moten is one up. So that too could be one of the, uh, determining factors in, uh, in whether or not Marty Herney is back for the 2021 season.
0: Well, I'll tell you right now—it sounds like they're going to have a lot of youth on the on the field on Sunday. The Raiders are going to have a lot of youth on the field right now. Talking all things Panthers and Raiders uh, as Week One of the NFL season approaches. With Bill Rossetti uh, hosts the Locked On Panthers at Bill underscore Rossetti on Twitter. And as far as the game on Sunday and the action goes, uh, the Raiders they like to uh, they like to butter their bread by uh, by the run game. You know, Josh Jacobs had 1,150 yards as a rookie in 13 games in 2019. Uh, expected to have a monster season in 2020, and I know. That That was the Achilles heel of the Panthers was they struggled against the run. How much is Derek Brown? How much is uh, Gross Matos? How much can that defensive line improve from last year to slow down the run? I mean, look, there's not
1: not much more they can go down, is there? I mean, (laughs) this, this was one of the worst rush defenses, not just last season, but arguably in the history of the NFL. I mean, I think they gave up something like 30 rushing touchdowns last season, which was among the highest in any season in NFL history. So I mean, this team was bad, and you know, of course, Kwan Short missed a lot of time with uh, with his injury, and you know, Vernon Butler struggled, and Gerald McCoy wasn't himself, and then he was kind of banged up. So you obviously see the the, the a lot of turnover, of course, uh, on this Panthers roster at the defensive tackle position shorts, really the only guy that's back. Uh, they brought in, like I said, obviously we, we know he brought in Derek Brown. They also drafted on Roy in the sixth round, who could be a solid, uh, solid backup for now. And, uh, you know, was a good player as, as you know, down at Baylor yep. and then a uh, Zach Kerr, one of the free agent pickups they brought in uh, from the Arizona Cardinals. So they got some, you know, decent depth, but only two guys behind them. So it's really going to be up to, you know, those top two guys to, to definitely step up. Cause yeah, that's going to be another one of the key matchups in this game is, you know, can they, can they slow down Josh Jacobs? Because, you know, I'm sure even with the, uh, you know, these new guys, I mean, Br- Derek Brown is still a rookie. This is his first NFL game. So I'm sure Josh Gr- or uh, uh, John Gruden, I almost said Josh. Gruden I, I don't know <laughs> it's what, I was, what I was thinking. <laughs> jay Grun would have been a better saying actually <laughs> um but you know john gruden is probably out there thinking like hey let's attack this guy i mean right you know this kid's a really good player but he's this is his first game let's see what he has i mean vegas obviously and yes it's still taking me time to <laughs> i'm still getting used <laughs> to saying that by the way everybody, everybody yeah. brother everybody <laughs> oh absolutely but, I mean, but listen they've got a good offensive line yep. I, I mean this is a this is going to be a good game in the trenches. I mean, Gabe Jackson still a dominant force there, uh, right guard. Trent Brown obviously was a a really good pickup for them. Rodney Hudson, one of the better centers in the league. So, and then even Richie Incognito yeah. has been a, a solid veteran. You, I mean, you're looking at a good offensive line. You know, people people don't realize that the Raiders have some talent on there, and they're going to push people around. Right. And that is uh, going to be an important piece for uh, for this Panthers defense, is, you know, it's their first game. After, you know, all this turnover and having that bad rush def- or having that bad run defense. So they've got to get after this offensive line and they've got to try to somehow slow down Josh Jacobs because, like I said, I'm sure they're going to see a healthy dose of uh, of number 28 on Sunday.
0: Oh, no doubt about it. Again, I mean, the Raiders have a lot more weapons now than they did a year ago. But uh, still, the way that John Gruden handles his business is on the ground and through the run game. And so, yeah, Josh Jacobs is going to go and attack that defensive line. And like you said, the offensive line is real big, strong, and nasty. Uh, for the Raiders. So they're going to try to they're going to try to make that the Achilles heel for the Panthers, at least in week one. You know, it's going to get improved at some point. Phil Snow is there as the defensive coordinator. Let me ask you this about Phil Snow that I brought him up. has any of the players or any of the veterans uh, talked about the fact that uh, Phil Snow Snow's defense is a little complex to, to understand and pick up. That's a good question. I mean, I haven't heard anything.
1: I I know there's been some comments on uh, Joe Brady's offense and people being excited about that. But, you know, uh, Phil Snow is obviously going to bring, of course, a a bit of a mixed bag on defense, a bit of a hybrid look. And I I think they're definitely going to get back to being in better shape on defense, you know, going back to a base 4-3. You know, they really weren't suited. You know, it's never easy to uh, completely change. you know, we, we know obviously teams can mix and match four, three and three, four, obviously, but sometimes it becomes difficult to just kind of up and say, well, we're going to, you know, switch to a three, four this season, you know, the Panthers wound up just not really being, not really ended up being suited for that. And so going back to a four, three base or, you know, a nickel front in, in some cases, you know, depending on if, uh, Jeremy Chin's out there and however, however they want to utilize him, whatever their base front is, it's, it, you know, it's going to be a four man front again. And that's where this team is more set up for success, I think, because that's really what this personnel is, is really built for. I mean, you know, K1 short and Derek Brown, they can get at you at those, those uh, tackle positions, you know, they, they didn't really have more of, I mean, they had Dontari Poe, but he kept being banged up. And so, you know, you, He never really had outside of him kind of a a true nose, you know, Kyle love could have played that role, I guess at times too, but this, this personnel is better suited for a four, three. So having the, uh, having the ability now that the, that Phil snow is going to bring with this, with this group and and with these players, I I think the Panthers are going to feel much more confident uh, about their ability, at least what they can do up front, you know, and, and particularly in the at, the, at the, defensive line, because the linebackers are going to be uh, pretty fascinating to watch how they kind of, you know, move those guys around and uh, what they do, especially opposite uh, Shaq Thompson there. So, but defensive line, I mean, there's, there's definitely upside for sure. I mean, Derek Brown, I think is going to get after people like he did at Auburn. And then I'm excited to see what uh gross Mottos can do as a rookie. And then you've got Steven Weatherly mixing in there as well. And of course, Brian Burns had a, a tremendous rookie season, And uh, still room for development there as well. So it wouldn't be surprising to see him hit uh, double-digit sacks this season.
0: Well, I'll tell you right now, uh, Carolina. If they got something going for them, it's the fact that they have Al Pacino as their defensive coordinator. That's what we always called uh, Phil Snow. We said he, he <laughs> said he looked like Al Pacino. So he's he's got that going for him for sure. He's a really good dude. He's a hell of a defensive coordinator. So he's going to get him right. But he's just like uh, he's just like Matt Rule. He's gonna he's gonna uh, have to grow it. You know, he's gonna have to build it up, and, and that's exactly how he does things. Now, now you mentioned offensively. You mentioned Joe Brady and how people are fired up about the offense. Uh, everyone knows Christian McCaffrey. Mac, you know, whatever you want to call him. He's the dude. Uh, he can do everything from running the rock to carrying or to catching the ball the backfield. Just whatever you want him to do, he could do. So uh, I always say, and this, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like if the Raiders are going to go into this game, they need to allow anyone else but Christian McCaffrey to beat him. Like dare the the uh, the Panthers to beat him with someone else. Even though I know Brady has a, a very uh, you know extensive offense and and has a lot of good plays in the playbook, but Make someone else beat you besides the guy that you know is there is is that would that be a fair assessment?
1: I mean, it almost has to be when you're going up against against the Panthers, right? I mean, there, there's a reason why Christian McCaffrey was dubbed one of the best players uh, in the league, if, if I remember correctly, the best running back uh, when the players did that top 100. I, right. know, I know people take that list with a, a, a grain of salt, yeah. but. Um, I, I think it's fair to say that he's the top running back in the league and why he was number one uh, in a lot of fantasy drafts. Because, I mean, he he just does it all, right? You know, he was he's coming off a season where he becomes only the third player ever to rush for 1,000 yards and have 1,000 yards receiving. And he has back-to-back seasons of 100 receptions. You know, 2018, he breaks Matt Forte's record for – catches in a season by running back. And then last season he breaks his own record with about, I think it was like 116 and something like that. So yeah, that's you obviously got to focus uh, on number 22. I mean, he's now the face of the kind. that this is why also he's now the highest paid running back right uh in the NFL. So yeah, he's going to be the guy that you got to focus on. Sure. You know, they, you know, brought in Teddy Bridgewater. Um, But the, the key with that, you know, if you're opposing defense, and you're going up against Teddy Bridgewater, it's, you know, dare him to beat you deep. Because, you know, we know people will kind of nitpick on him and say, well, he's not uh, a great deep threat. You know, he never really pushed it. And, I mean, obviously the numbers say that, too. He didn't really push the ball downfield. Um, Doesn't mean he can't. He just never did that much, uh, especially in the five games last year that he started uh, for the Saints. So that you know, so stop in McCaffrey. And then I guess Darren Teddy to kind of beat you deep, uh, seem to be the way to go. If you're, you know, especially a defense like the, the Raiders who are kind of in a similar boat in terms of like, you know, there's definitely a lot of new names yeah. uh, on this team as well via, you know, free agency. Cause they obviously went out of course and got a couple new linebackers, of free agency, they drafted a cornerback in the first round. So, you know, just kind of, Feel and that's what makes that's what's going to make this not just week one, but maybe the first couple of games just so fascinating, but especially this one because I mean, we just don't know, right? right? We have no, we really have no if we're going to go watch film on these teams, we're watching last year's, you know, we have no preseason tape to go off of. So, this is all really just a, a shot in the dark, yeah. But if I'm an opposing defense on the Panthers, I those are absolutely the two things. Uh, that I would try to do. So I I totally agree with you. It's, you know, stop Christian McCaffrey and dare Teddy Bridgewater uh, to beat you deep. And, you know, get after him too because that offensive line isn't the greatest and they already have problems. You know, Dennis Daly's banged up. So, you know, you could be looking at uh, possibly Michael Schofield sliding into one of those guard spots in week two or in a week one. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, already issues on the offensive line. Uh, a position that arguably got worse uh than they were last season wow
0: yeah, that could be, that could end up being a problem. Uh, right now, talking all things Panthers and uh, Raiders, as we prepare for week one of the NFL season, 2020, right around the corner. And uh, uh, talking with Bill Rossetti uh, on Twitter, at Bill underscore Rossetti. And you mentioned Teddy Bridgewater and, uh, you know, just kind of daring him to beat you. Uh, he comes in, man. Cam Newton's been the guy forever. He was the dude. He was the guy with the big smile, the crowd favorite, gave him a footballs away to the kids. Everyone loves Cam Newton. He's gone. How much pressure, if any, do you feel like is on Teddy Bridgewater to be able to be the guy that replaces the guy
1: I think you have to say there's definitely a little bit of pressure I mean it was a they gave him a three-year contract and they gave him 21 million dollars per year which has kind of become average money now for the quarterback position right I mean it's what half who who would have thought we'd be sitting here now saying that 21 million dollars is about half of the average annual salary of a, uh, of the highest paid quarterback, right? I mean, we we knew eventually we'd get there, but it's still crazy to think like, oh, oh, twenty one million dollars. That used to be top end quarterback money. Now it's just straight up average. Now that you know Patrick Mahomes got his money and Deshaun Watson got his money, and Lamar Jackson eventually is going to get there, but it's a three year deal. But they can get out of it after two. And if the Panthers are drafting high enough in the in the twenty twenty one draft, which they very likely will be, because like I said, I don't I don't think this team wins any more than. Uh, five or six games, they're going to be in a position where they could take one of the top quarterbacks in the draft right now. We can probably cross Trevor Lawrence off the list. Okay. Because I don't think this team is going to get the number one pick. And I say that because there's talent on this offense that I think that offense alone, I, I think, will score enough points in some of these games that they're going to win a couple of these games. And I think it's going to play them out of the number one pick. But they should still be in position for either Justin Fields out of Ohio State or Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. At, at this point, I think a lot of us expect those, all three of those guys to go in the top 10. Now, the interesting thing, of course, obviously, is You know, Justin Fields, as of now, is not playing this season. Trey Lance is going to play one game in October. And who knows if he's even going to play that game. I'm sure there's going to be some people, you know, kind of whispering in his ear. Hey, you know, you're only playing one game. Why risk it? You know, you're probably going to be a high pick. So who knows what's going to happen there? But at least North Dakota State has that one, quote unquote, showcase game. But those two are definitely in play or... You know, whether it's uh, a Jamie Newman, who we know also opted out of this season um, or or whoever the case may be, uh, Kyle Trask out of Florida, if they want to go in the the later rounds, you know, who knows? But I would venture to say it's a pretty good good chance that they will draft a quarterback. And by 2022, it's certainly possible that. That quarterback could be the starting quarterback now, if Teddy plays well enough, you know if he has a, a really good season, then he could be the starting quarterback you know if he leads this team to somehow seven eight wins maybe and helps this team really you know fly past expectations that a lot have for this team, then he could be the starting quarterback for for longer than two years i th- i think he still has the talent to still be a consistent starting quarterback. He showed that with the saints last year. I mean, you know, it's, it's not easy to replace a quarterback like drew Brees, No. And especially for that period of time and win five games. So he's shown that he can direct an NFL offense. So, you know, there's certainly a lot riding on this and I'm still rooting for, listen, I I've rooted for the kid since the day he actually, since the day of the draft. You know, when he fell all the way to the 32nd pick, I've yeah. been rooting for him ever since then. And, um, you know, I guess now it's kind of come full circle. Obviously, we're not supposed to like really cheer for anybody. But, you know, whoever you're a fan of, it's hard not to root for Teddy Bridgewater and to see him, you know, finally make the comeback to being a a full time NFL starter uh, after the injury yeah. that he suffered.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And he's a good dude. I mean, he's a good dude. Uh, I was never a big fan of him as far as a quarterback. Like, I thought he was good. I didn't think he was great. But, uh, yeah, after the story and everything he's done and the road to recovery, man, I mean, how can you not pull for a guy like that? I mean, this is, I I guess, is a big test, you know, a big test, like you mentioned, uh, of the whole season just to see where he's at. And he could end up being a guy where Matt Rule and company looks back and says, you know what, we don't need a quarterback. We're good. We got a guy who's still fairly young, who can do everything Mm -hmm. we want, is familiar with the offense, Let's roll. So, uh, yeah, definitely rooting for Teddy. Uh, ne- never going to say anything uh, anything bad about that dude because uh, he's been on a hell of a ride. Let me ask you this, and really, it's the, kind of the final question I really have for you: is uh, as far as the game goes on Sunday, you know, what's your gut feeling? Uh, it's an early kickoff for the Raiders, so on, on, you know, West Coast time it'd be 10 a.m. Uh, they're historically not the best at that time, but uh, you know, it's still it's it's one of those things. It's a it's a fun. Looking game on paper. I know uh, Matt Rule has a lot of respect for John Gruden and John Gruden for Matt Rule. A lot of youth, like we already mentioned, on the field. Uh, what's your gut feeling for the game?
1: You know what, man? I, I've been saying for a while, I, I really think this is a game that the Panthers can steal. I, th- I think they could get the season off on the right foot, and I think the Matt Rule area gets off on the right foot. You know, like you mentioned, it's the cross-country trip that all those West Coast teams seem to dread. You know,
0: yeah.
1: West Coast to East Coast, one one PM uh, Eastern kickoff. You know how how much that will affect them remains to be seen. Um, but of course, you know on the flip side, for the Panthers, I mean, they obviously lose some of their home field advantage because there's not going to be fans at this game because uh, they've you know already announced that. Hopefully, in October maybe they'll start getting fans back into bank of America stadium, but there won't be any fans at this game. So it's, it's going to feel weird, but you know, week one typically is a weird week, right? We, we yeah. always look at week one of any season and there's always some moments that are like, you know, WTF moments, right? Right. right? That's going to be multiplied by 10 this year because of the shortened training camp and the lack of preseason. I mean, no one knows what to expect. And, you know, so for a a team like the Panthers, like how much of the playbook do they open up here in week one? Do they just kind of go all out to try to get that first win? Do they keep things close to the vest early on and save them for later? Who knows? But, you know, I I look at this game and I, I, I look at the Raiders, especially on defense. I mean, I know Damon Arnett's banged up and I know he's, you know, I don't know his status right now is, as far as week one. Um, but he should, still kind of... <laughs> he should be starting.
0: He should be starting.
1: Okay, so there you go. He'll be starting. But still, you know, rookie corner, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Joe Brady goes after him. You know, right. whoever's lined up against him. You know, it's, it's like I said with uh, Derek Brown, you know, and this being his first NFL game. Go after Damon, Damon Arnett. Go see what the rookie has. Right Now, I will say this about their secondary, too. I am excited to see uh, Jonathan Abram back in the lineup, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's going to be a, a good, a really good player. So excited to see him, but yeah, go after Damon Arnett, let whoever's up against him, whether it's more, uh, whether it's, uh, Samuel, whatever the case may be, or, you know, play by play basis, go after him, you know, and let Teddy, let Teddy take a couple shots, let him show that he can throw the deep ball to Robbie Anderson or, right. uh, or Curtis Samuel. But, um, I think it's possible the Panthers score enough points that, they could come away with the victory here. Um, it's just, you know, can the defense make enough stops? You know, and Josh Klein and I have the Riot report. We talked we kind of had the same thoughts there too. You know, it's that that's the biggest question mark for me is can this secondary of the Panthers hold up against the speed of Henry Ruggs, the size of Brian Edwards and the just all around ability of Hunter Renfro. Right. Right, that, to me, I think is what's going to decide this game.
0: Yeah, it should be really, really interesting, man. I'll tell you right now, if the Raiders don't come away with a victory week one, uh, there's going to be a, a lot of folks that are going to want to burn a whole lot of uh, everything <laughs> on uh, on Sunday afternoon. There's going to be a whole lot of Raider Nation that's going to be angry if they can't find a way to win. So uh, it, it should be a very interesting game. Uh, another guy to look out for. Uh, is Darren Waller, the, the tight end, who's basically a tight end and a wide receiver's body, just a, a big athletic dude. He's going to be used early and often. But uh, again, I would just kind of say that, hey, um, the, for the Panthers to come out and win this Vic game, they're going to have to figure out a way to slow down the run. Uh, if they if they limit, uh, keep Josh Jacobs under 100 yards, then they'll have a great opportunity to win the game. But uh, I think that Gruden's going to feed him early and often. I even think he's going to get him involved in the passing game. So uh, number 28, like you mentioned earlier, is a guy to watch out for it. but uh man oh man it, it should be fun kicking off a, uh, another season of NFL football and like I said week one Panthers and Raiders Matt Rule versus John Gruden. I mean what else do you really want man? I, I'm excited about it and I know you're excited and everyone uh, with Panther all the Panther fans are, are looking forward to it as well. Uh no doubt Q and
1: you know I, I said when we talked you know earlier this offseason I said I couldn't wait to uh to get this season started and to talk with you again. So I'm really glad that uh you and I got to kick things off here because it's, it's always fun getting to talk with you now. And, you know, we, we even chatted a bit on the locked on NFL the other day. It was, yep. it was a great time. Uh, I, I'm just excited, man. I'm like a kid in the candy store. I mean, I'll be honest. I did not think this day was coming. I really didn't, but you know, credit all the NFL for, taking this as serious as they did and, right. you know, putting the protocols in place and everybody following them. And, you know, we've been seeing the numbers, you know, they just put put, put out the report earlier, um, you know, earlier Tuesday, we're recording this on Tuesday, but Tuesday was the report. What they s- tested 13,000 some odd players, whatever the number right. is. Yeah. Or, or 13,000 tests and like 2,700 players, some some ridiculous numbers
0: and it came back really good
1: (laughs) what one new positive test right exactly
0: Mm -hmm. so
1: credit to the players for for making this possible and you know we can't wait to sit down and and watch all these teams get after it
0: yeah no no doubt about it no doubt about it so uh, that's all i got my man Uh, if you got a couple more things you want to throw my way feel free to if not i mean that's a lot of good stuff right there man
1: yeah no i mean yeah. I guess I'll throw a couple questions your way too. I mean, yeah, go for it. You know, this is, uh, I mean, this, this is still a fascinating team, you know, seven and nine last season. And, you know, they've got some, they've obviously got a, a lot of talents and, you know, similar, like I said earlier, similar situation, I think to the Panthers, just not as in much of a rebuild status, you know, but a lot of young talent. I mean, you know, I, I keep going back to those, those wide receivers. I mean, Uh, Hunter Renfro, who of course people in Carolina are very familiar with because he had a a great career at Clemson and, you know, he comes in and he has a a tremendous rookie season and showed that he can catch just about anything that, that comes his way. And then, uh, Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards, I mean, they, this, uh, this team has a lot of talent and then, um, you know i look at the defense and again some new faces but some good linebackers there that they got in a free agency of course you know nick kewackowski from the bears and Corey littleton of the rams and they, of course this just, uh, just traded for uh, raquan mcmillan mm-hmm. so some interesting names there at the linebacker position and then i mean they're they're gonna, this team's going to come after you at the the defensive line you know with uh, max crosby who you know i not sure his status as far as COVID-19 because it's at least looking at the our lads, he still has COVID-19 next to him and, you know, hopefully Cleveland Farrell kind of bounces back. So, yeah. you know, what, what are, what are the keys here for the Raiders? Not, not just in this game, but, you know, you know, for this season, you know, what, uh, what can Panthers fans expect? You know, we are we obviously already talked about the run game, but I want to get your thoughts, I guess, too, on like the, the defense here too, because this is, like I said, intriguing defense. Can Farrell kind of live up to that, first round status. Cause people certainly say he didn't last year. Can he bounce back this year? And, uh, you know, what th- What can the defense have in store for that offense?
0: Yeah, the defense is going to be interesting, man. Uh, the Raiders really redid the the defense in the offseason. Uh, Mad Max Crosby is obviously going to lead the the Raiders defense. He is back from uh, COVID-19. He's good to go, so he'll be starting on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, he's the leading uh, sack getter in, in 2019 with 10 sacks. Uh, he's expecting to do the same thing this year, if not more, you know, kind of improve on what he didn't do so well his rookie year. So he's going to be their main dude. Uh, Furl, like you mentioned, he's a he's guy who's going to play outside he's going to play inside on that defensive line he bulked up he he got some more uh, more strength more muscle so they're going to use him in multiple roles he's really been a quiet assassin this offseason where he's just hasn't said a whole lot and just kind of said hey i'm gonna let my actions do all the talking uh i, I didn't have a season that i wanted to have but he still had a decent season i mean if you think about it, at the end of the day he had four and a half sacks as a rookie and i mean he, he was expected just to go in there and, and, and compete and do what he can do uh, he played inside a lot. He played outside. He had a concussion. He lost weight. I mean, he did. There was all kinds of things that happened to him his rookie year, but he still ended up with four and a half sacks. So it was okay. Was it great? No. I mean, he, he's got a lot of work to do. So uh, he's obviously a Clemson guy too, and he's gonna. he was one of those leaders of the defense there at Clemson when they won the national championship. And uh, one of the main reasons why Mike Mayock and John Gruden pulled the trigger on him was because when they asked everyone on that Clemson defense, who was your leader, and they all pointed to Klee and said it was him. You know, he was the guy. So they needed to get that foundation, that leadership, because the Raiders for years have been lacking a true leader. So now you look up and down the board and you say, okay, they got some dudes. They got some guys that can actually uh, give you some quality leadership, expect to win. They know what it's like to play in postseason games and, and stuff like that. You know, that's why they went and got, like you mentioned earlier, Hunter Renfro. They got Klee. They got Trayvon Mullen. I mean, there's no reason. There's no, uh, no like mistake or coincidence why they have so many guys from Clemson. Currently, there's five guys from Clemson on the Raiders roster that they've drafted the last two years. So, again, that's no coincidence. But, uh, yeah, you mentioned, uh, you know, Kwiatkowski and and, and Corey Littleton – uh, McMillan, the linebacking core is brand new, you know, and, and that's needed because that's been an Achilles heel for the Raiders. Uh, their defense has been really terrible when the, the linebackers have been bad and just couldn't uh, cover a running back out of the backfield. Obviously that's going to be a factor on Sunday with Christian McCaffrey, uh, a guy like Corey Littleton, you'll probably see him matched up against him quite a bit. Uh, and that's still, you know, that's still going to be a stretch because Christian McCaffrey is so stinking good. So I don't think anybody can really match up with him. But he's he's the best shot that the Raiders have to to go up against him. Uh, but I think the biggest key for the Raiders defense, not only Sunday, but the whole season is how quickly can they they learn each other? How quickly can these young guys they grow up. You know, you mentioned Damon Arnett, you know, Jonathan Abram. He's only played 30 minutes of football, played, you know, basically a half a, a game against uh, against the Denver Broncos his rookie year. So he's going to make rookie mistakes, even though he's in his second year. Uh, Trayvon Mullen, he's only in his second year. I mean, these guys are, are starters that we're talking about, you know. So these guys are going to have to learn uh, the, the game real quick. They're going to get, um, you know, uh, they're going to get thrown into the deep end and they're going to have to be, uh, learn how to swim. So I'm excited about their opportunities, but I would think that that's the biggest issue for the Raiders and the youth that they have on that team. You know, uh, everything on paper looks great, but you don't win games on paper. So when you look at them, you say... Is the only issue that they have what they don't know, and, and, and what I mean by that is they just don't have the experience. Similar to you know the Panthers, they, they, there's a lot of those guys that don't have the experience yet. They're gonna they're gonna learn first thing on Sunday. So that's the only thing that Raider fans are really concerned about is all the youth that is starting two rookie wide receivers, uh, corners that are very very young. You know, just how do they get acclimated? How quickly can they learn the the NFL game? uh if they're going to have a really good season this year, uh the defense is going to have to complement the offense. I think for, you know, the first few weeks of the season, the offense is probably going to have to be uh the heavy lifter. They're going to have to do most of the carrying. They're going to have to really uh help out the defense, but uh, at some point, man, especially when you get to week 5, week to week 6 uh, or mm-hmm. that's a buy, but week, you know, week 7, uh you're going to need that defense to be able to step up and really kind of get ready to to play. So Uh, Yeah, I think the biggest the biggest question mark and maybe Achilles heel for the Raiders in in 2020 is just youth. How quickly can they grow up? And, And that's kind of how it is. And that's why Carolina and the Raiders, even though they're two different teams from two different, you know, coming from two different areas, as far as like John Gruden's been there now his third year, Matt Rule's getting his first year. But it's still the lack of experience is really the theme for both those teams.
1: No, no, for sure, man. No doubt. A lot of of good stuff there. And I guess we'll just kind of wrap it up. I kind of gave my prediction. What do you think? Can the Raiders go in and get the victory? uh, You know, come home with their first victory as the Vegas Raiders uh, before they for that big home opener uh, in week two, probably with no fans. But
0: right. At least they're debuting in Vegas. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, there'll be no fans week two. They're not having any fans all season long. So that's just that's kind of out of the question a matter of yeah, fact, they don't get their first fans till week five. That's the first time that they'll actually have fans. You know, they won't have any against Carolina, none against New Orleans, uh, and then the rest of the, the, the way, uh, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, uh, whatever, they, they, don't have, they don't have any fans that they're, they're going to. Oh, New England, it's another team that doesn't have any fans playing at least early in the season. So, uh, yeah, they're not going to get their first taste of fans till week five. But I think as far as this game on Sunday goes, just being, you know, 100% real about it, I feel like this is a game that the Raiders have to win. You know what I mean, it's not it's not being disrespectful to the Panthers. It's just saying if the mm-hmm. Raiders want to go out there and say, "Hey, look, this is year 3 and we're going to go make a move and we're going to take a push and try to actually get to the playoffs and consider ourselves potentially a playoff team." Now you got to go win the games, but you know, we're going to take a step further than we did in 2019. If the Raiders are saying that, talking like that in the hallway, they have to go win this game against Carolina because of everything that we've talked about already with the Panthers and so much unknown and we all know that that Matt Rule is a builder and he's he's not expecting to go and get to the playoffs in in 2020 so the Raiders need to go out there and show that they're a real deal team that has to be taken seriously and you don't you don't do that by losing the first week even though it's on the road even though you know there are some weapons there in Carolina of course uh matter of fact the offense sounds like it's going to be awesome but you still find a way no matter what you look at your brother in the locker room and say hey dog i'm not going i'm not going back to vegas without a dub you know what i mean you are going to go we're going to go get this dub because if not then the rest of the fan the fan base is looking at you silly the players are kind of looking at at the coaching staff silly like what in the hell is going on you know this is supposed to be a new year and if they start out 0 1 man it's going to be a lot of questions that are going to need to be answered so i think for the raiders it's a lot of pressure to go in there and get the victory so i think that they will but, yeah, they they got the heat around their neck, man. They got to go get that dub.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that, that's a great point. I mean, you know, I I said I think the Panthers can take this one, but, you know, I, I could see your point. I mean, the the Raiders are obviously favored in, in this one. On paper, they're the better team, and, you know, these are the games that you have to win, especially a team like the Raiders who want to show that, you know, we want to contend in the AFC, you know obviously not a lot of people are out here saying that they're going to win the AFC West, but, you know, with those three, three wildcard spots now, you know, and not a lot of strength will, I guess we'll say in the AFC, right. I mean, you know, for the most part we kind of feel good about who's going to win uh, each division. Although there's, you know, certainly some, uh, some questions, in divisions like the AFC East and yeah. the AFC South. But there's still, you know, those couple of wildcard spots up for grabs. Right. And, yeah, I mean, if the, if the Raiders want to show that they can contend for one of those playoff spots, I mean, I mean you're right. This is definitely a game that they have to win. So it's going to be really interesting, you know, how this plays out. I think it's a, you know, a good it, it's a good first game, I think, for the Panthers. Like I said, yeah. it's just kind of a good spot to see kind of, you know, can they match up with uh, with some of these young guys? And you know, how can the secondary hold itself? So this is going to be a fun game to watch.
0: Yeah, no, it will. We'll have to text each other or shoot each other some tweets during the game, just uh, having a little bit of fun, seeing seeing how it's going for each other. So it'll be a lot of fun. For I'm sure. I'm looking forward to it. Plus, it's NFL action. How could you go wrong?
1: Oh, exactly. I mean, the the NFL is back, baby. That, that's all that matters. The NFL is back. We've waited seven long months for this and boy did these seven months feel long it felt like seven years right uh with everything going on so i i couldn't be more excited that football's back what's going on friends welcome to another edition of the locked on panthers podcast brought to you by our friends at nfl game pass this season get football on your time with nfl game